0: Welcome, welcome to Listening. And welcome back to another episode of Bleasy Listening. It is Friday, May twelfth. Friday. And I am doing a podcast because if I didn't do it now, then I wouldn't do it this weekend. I'm going out of town to the cabin, cabin in the woods, and I know I probably wouldn't do it when I get back. Anyways, I'm really just forcing myself to try to do one a week these days, so hope it's appreciated. Anyways... <laughs> So, okay, before I get into the top stories or not top so- stories that I wanted to cover, I just wanted to talk about something that happened to me earlier today that I can't I was just thinking about, it. I can't really stop thinking about it. And at first I was really upset about I, I was like really upset. <clears throat> and then um I was like seeking I was like trying to see how I could seek justice. And then now the more I think about it, the more it's just funny to me. Okay, so my son lately, he's been wanting to go to restaurants. We took, we've been, we, you know, we've always taken him to restaurants, but he's about to be three years old and he's starting to really like know what things are. And so he was telling me today, he was off school today. So he was telling me that, and I was off work. So we were like, we went around to like park and stuff. And then afterwards, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. He was like, Oh, I want to go to a restaurant. And so I took him to this place called Blue Jam Cafe uh, in, on Mulholland. Anyways, whatever. Either way, it's like a small, like, little quiet outdoor, like, cafe. It's real in a shopping center, El Camino shopping center. And so, like, it's just me and him sitting out there. It's all empty patio. <clears throat> it's, like, really nice. Like I said, like, quiet birds are chirping and stuff. And this this fool on a fucking Harley, like, pulls up like real loud um like straight up like disturbing the peace style which like I've never really even cared too too much about I guess especially like growing up in the 90s everybody was blasting subs and anyways like yeah like muscle cars with loud pipes and shit like that but this so like but like this is like seriously like just out of nowhere like out of place just fucking loud ass motorcycle and instantly I just thought of that South Park episode I was like fucking fag but um (laughs) yeah so so then like whatever he he like pulls out I don't even like I'm not really like paying attention what he's doing he's like talking to somebody or something I think he was like picking up food from the restaurant I was at I have no idea I like it was enough where I, like, I looked at him and I was like, what the fuck? And he was just like some younger guy, like whatever. He, he did look out of place too. He looked like he was from the fucking 70s. He had like a mustache and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? But like I said, I wasn't paying too much attention. I didn't really care because, you know, I was with my son. And um, I don't know. He was talking for a while or whatever. In the meantime, this uh, this old couple, the real old couple comes, comes up and they sit outside like across from me. The old lady... I'm telling you, they're probably, like, in their 70s or whatever. Um, or maybe, like, 80s. I don't even know. But they, I mean, they're 70s, 70s. Let's go 70s. Um, She was, like, looking at Justin, smiling. And she's like, oh, my gosh. She's, like, she's so cute and stuff. And they're, like, sitting right on the street, right? I'm, like, next to the restaurant. There's, like, an aisle between us. They're, like, pretty much, their seats are, like, on the street or whatever. Parking lot, not street. Parking lot. And so basically, right next to this fucking motorcycle, right. So I'm thinking, I didn't even think anything of that either. I basically at this point I had forgotten that the motorcycle guy was even there. But, and then like, okay, so a couple minutes later, all of a sudden this guy gets on his motorcycle. He fucking starts it up right next to these people. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> like he fucking, I you would think he would like have to walk it down the street a little bit i don't know this fool starts it up starts revving it like and it's like there's no fucking like muffler it's like a full-on like hog you know like i don't know what they call it like harley like whatever the loudest motherfucking thing i've ever heard like decibels i don't know like it's like right it's like literally blowing this fucking old lady's hair and like she's like she's not facing it she's facing like it's like right next to her basically but she's still like facing her husband the husband is facing it and he's getting like full-on choked out by like exhaust and like that's why at first i was super mad because like it was so loud and like I don't know, I was kind of worried about my son's ears, honestly. Like but cuz like we're in this like little cl- like it's a it's cafe so there's like an overhang and I don't know, it was like we were All I can say is it was like some drag strip noise, like NASCAR style noise, but like in a fucking quiet setting. It's the more I think about it, the more I, just the absurdity of the whole thing <laughs> like, this full, just fucking takes off, too. That's another thing. Like, I was thinking even, like, honestly, like, if I was alone or something and I really wanted to do something, maybe I'd, like, throw some fucking ice at him. I, I don't even know, honestly, what I would do. Because, like, somebody like that, what are, what are you going to do, like, really? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I wasn't really <laughs> willing to fight over it, especially with my son, you know? But, like, I would, like, do, if there was some way where I could, like, I don't know, like, give him some kind of flat tire without him knowing or anything, like, I would totally do that. but. So he just like burns out and they're like this dude, the old man is sitting there just like choking and the old lady's hair is all fucked up. And I swear to God, they probably like, couldn't even hear. And then this other old lady walks up like from across the fucking way or something. She comes up and she's talking, everybody's like all flustered and like talking about like, Oh my God. And I was just thinking like, at the time I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't really, I was just like, damn. And my son was fine. He was just like, Holy sh-. He was like, that was loud. I was like, yeah. But like I said the more I think about it the more I'm like holy shit dude like what the fuck Anyways so that's that's the kind of mentality of some people out there like I like what <laughs> like, I just thought I still it blows my mind like what he thinks like was he tr- like literally trying to blow those old old people's fucking head off or what And then apart from the only other people that were sitting on this patio was me and my 2-year-old son like I don't know whatever definitely that's why I was, all I could think about was that South Park episode for those people who never saw it. It's like they, they're calling people that have basically that exact character, like a a person who rides their Harley all loud through like a quiet place. And there's, there's no, I think Harleys or motorcycles are exempt from like muffler laws or like sound deadening laws. I have no idea. Maybe there's like some kind of loophole or something because This is, like, probably, maybe one of the loudest things I've ever fucking heard. Um, I do not want an update. Anyways, I don't even know what I was saying, but, like, yeah, I know, that was fucking intense. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I looked up the Wikipedia about this South Park episode that first aired in November 4th, 2009, and it says, that, <laughs> it's called The F Word, is the 12th episode of the 13th season of the American animated television series South Park. The originally aired on Comedy Central, the boys attempt to change the official definition of the word fag from an anti-homosexual slur to a term describing loud and obnoxious Harley bikers. I swear to God, like, fucking people, the dudes who make South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, um, they are like, I guess it was written and directed by Trey Parker. But either way, like, I'm just saying, like, he's a a, he is a genius because that's exactly like the sentiment. It must have same shit must have happened to him. because It says the episode. This is Wikipedia. The episode was written and directed by series co-creator Trey Parker. The F-Word argues language is ever-changing and that taboo words only carry a stigma if society allows them to. It attempts to reclaim and disempower the word faggot. The F-Word received generally mixed reviews with commentators differing on the success behind the episode's underlying message. According to Nielsen ratings, the F-Word was seen by... 2 million households among viewers aged between 18 and 49, making it the highest rated episode of the season and surprising the viewership of the, Oh, surpassing the viewership of the NBC primetime comedy talk show, the Jay Leno show. Yeah. Well, it was way funnier. I'm sure either way. Yeah, no, that was in, um, that was in 2009. So way ahead of its time. Um, kyle cartman stan and kenny enjoy a nice day outside with the weather being warm literally just like today that's so funny until a large group of harley riders disturb them the residents of south park are equally frustrated when the group of harley riders frequently make noise in town while the harley riders erroneously believe that this st- that the stares of attention they get from the citizens is out of admiration as the harley riders eat lunch and talk about how nobody is paying attention to them, one of the Harley riders comes up with a noise to get everyone's attention. Before the Harley riders take off, Cartman confronts the bikers, explaining that everyone sees them as insecure losers who ride loud motorcycles to draw attention to themselves. Cartman tells them their attention-seeking behavior makes them look like pathetic pathetic fags, and other children begin referring to the bikers with the same slur. The bikers are upset and dismayed by this, but are unable to comprehend why the children don't think that their motorcycles are cool and assume that they are being insulted because they're not being loud enough. As the children are around loud stuff all the time, the, uh, oh, <clears throat> whatever, the motorcyclists equip their motorcycles with horns, sirens, various musical instruments. The boys devise a plan to rid the town of bikers. However, once Butters reveals that he likes Harley motorcycles, He's not allowed to participate in the scheme. As the riders eat at a dinner, Cartman defecates on the seats of their motorcycles while Kyle and Stan spray paint fags get out on several buildings, Jesus, around the town. (laughs) Fags get out. The boys are pleased when the bikers temporarily leave town, but the graffiti alarms Big A out. The graffiti alarms Big Gay Al and Mr. Slave because they interpret it as homophobia. Oh, man. I'm just going to read the rest of this. The boys readily admit to the spray painting and explain to the city council that the word fag is not intended as an insult to homosexuals and uh, is being used only in reference to a contemptible person who rides a Harley motorcycle or an... inconsiderate douchebag oh my god that's exactly how i felt about the dude today they call upon the council to formally recognize this new usage <laughs> support from the town including the local gay community results in a town ordinance declaring a change in the word's definition however this action leads to negative publicity as the result oh, Wait, <clears throat> as the rest of the nation refuses to acknowledge the change and further angers the displaced bikers who refuse to be labeled as fags they look up the word in the dictionary and learn its definition has adapted over the years it previously it previously meant an unpleasant old woman and a bundle of sticks upset by the national detention mayor mcdaniels wants to resolve the situation this is the last paragraph and the boys suggest getting an official dictionary definition updated the town invites the english dictionary officiates led by the head editor from child actor emmanuel lewis to review the proposal and consider making the definition change official as the town celebrates the arrival of lewis and the officiates the bikers suddenly crash the event and begin to and begin to riot after inflicting damage to the town and scaring off the citizens they corner the boys in an alley the bikers demand they stop being called fags but the boys refuse to do so Asserting their behavior further justifies the application of the term. Butters steps between them and comes to in the defense of the writers by expressing his admiration for the Harley-Davidson lifestyle. Confronted by gun-wielding gay residents, led by Big Gay Owl, the writers ultimately accept their new label, and Lewis is happy to declare the definition officially changed. The town rejoices and celebrates. All right, well, that is... Fucking hilarious. Uh, I just want to see, it says when it, <clears throat> this Wikipedia article is talking about the word fag and it says a bundle of sticks. It's highlighted blue. I just wanted to see. And so it, I want to read the Wikipedia page really quick for, for faggot as a unit. A faggot in the meaning of bundle is an archaic English unit applied to bundles of certain items. Alternate spellings in early modern English include fa- okay there's all the different every way you could spell it. A similar term is found in other languages. Okay, that's it. So, there you go. Anyways. So, yeah, definitely I think we can refer to this this motorcycle dude. I don't even know. It was just like I like I say <laughs> I just I can't really comprehend what he was thinking, really. Unless he was trying to like really fuck with I don't know people man okay speaking of British slang British words British speak English if you will I've never heard the words pomp and circumstance spoken more than I did a couple days ago when the fucking coronation of the king of England occurred Um for those who don't know the queen of england that old lizard hit the bucket kicked the bucket shit she died not that long ago and now her son who is like old as fuck himself and his mistress have taken the crown um it's from the new york times missed the coronation here's what happened from the crown to the crowds i'm not going to read the whole thing but I just wanted to just read the first paragraph here. The lavish ceremony from Britain's first new reigning monarch in 70 years. Damn. The queen was, she was queen for 70 years. Holy shit. She was drinking a lot of adrenochrome. The lavish ceremony from Britain's first new reigning monarch in 70 years was brimming with ancient traditions with a few modern touches. The ceremony was dripping in traditional tradition and antiquity. I don't know. That's this is not good. This whole thing is not good. I'm telling you. Setting the theme of the resplendent yet resplendent yet intimate for a royal What the fuck is this article? All right. <clears throat> Let me start again. Setting the theme of the resplendent yet intimate for a royal coronation ceremony king charles iii's first remarks at the beginning of the two-hour spectacle at westminster abbey were i come not to be served but to serve in the literal crowning moment charles was seated on the 700 year old coronation chair believed to be the oldest piece of furniture in europe still being used for its original purpose um okay what The oldest piece of furniture in Europe still being used for its original purpose. I guess they don't know about the 800-year-old boning chair. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, Holding two golden scepters as the glittering St. Edward's crown made for King Charles II in 1661. What the... So wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's King Charles III, right? His king charles ii 1661 this is not adding up i don't know maybe i'm doing some math wrong or something but um this seems like this bloodline is fucking long-lived for a bunch of inbred like germans or whatever they're fucking like i don't know honestly like this whole spectacle or whatever the, the 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 royals in general is is just real suspect to me like i don't i never understood like Americans don't care about anything other than America. Usually like, we don't even know like famously, like the whole thing about the war in Ukraine is like, if you go up to a random person on the street in America, in the U S like, and ask them where the Ukraine is, they couldn't, they wouldn't even be able to find it on the map. Honestly, like I hate to say it, but like a lot of people wouldn't even be able to find fucking Russia. I'm so I'm thinking like, honestly, I was thinking to myself, like, would I even be able to, I don't even, I probably could, If a map wasn't labeled, I could probably guess where Ukraine is. And I know it's next to Russia. I know they share a border. And I'm pretty sure I know where it is because it's been in the news lately. But, like, I don't understand why we follow anything that London... I mean, I kind of get it. I know why they put it in our face. I'll I'll go more into it in a second. But, like, these royals, man, it's just, like, the embodiment. It's what the public gets to see of the way the rest of the hidden hand that runs society, runs the world, basically the Illuminati work. It's like they work like the royals. They're not elected and they stay in power for life and shit. Like, And then they pass it down to people who they, whom they've like groomed into the position of power. We know nothing about it. It's these fucking royals, man. And it's a bunch of symbolism they speak with different like this these this royal ceremony all this shit was like all kinds of symbols it's not meant for us it's not meant for the people um it's 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 some ritualistic i don't know i didn't watch the coronation because i didn't want to be mesmerized by their ritualistic symbolism i mean think about it the head of the state is one family is that, that that's that's like, it's not even saying like, okay, the head of the state has to be one race or one race of people from one specific region of the country. No. One family, one bloodline will rule and be the head of the state. And they always say like, oh, they've been saying like it's symbolic. They don't run anything, but it's like if you actually look into it, I don't know. I haven't even really looked into it much other than just preparing for this episode a little bit. And like, it it seems like they actually do have a little bit of power. Like they can declare war. They can, they have to like, okay, certain things from like their parliament or whatever. I don't know. Like it's not just, it's literally not just like cosplay. They, they do other shit and they control a lot of stuff. They can, they have a lot of assets, wealth, land, not only in, in that part of the world either. I, I heard that they own a lot of land over here too. the crown. They're the head of the church of England too. It's not just so it's like there's a lot of power and influence involved in that family and they're flaunting that shit in our faces with this bullshit. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Jesus Christ, one second. The royal coronation ceremony is steeped in pomp and circumstance to create an aura of grandeur and legitimacy in the eyes of the public. The elaborate processions, regal attire, and solemn oaths are meant to convey the idea that the monarch is not just an ordinary person, but a divinely appointed ruler with the right to govern. This legitimization through spectacle is similar to the sports shows and other forms of entertainment that have no inherent social value, but serve to distract and entertain the masses. This is reminiscent of the bread and circus theory from the Roman era, where the ruling class used food and entertainment to distract the populace from their problems and keep them complacent. Ultimately, this led to the decline and the fall of Rome as the people became increasingly disengaged from the problems facing their society. Basically, we are... If we even pay attention, if we even give this fucking shit any thought, it's taken away from, like, the real problems we have and how to solve them and shit like that. And, like, it's enforcing in an idea that there is some kind of higher class of people that are, like, have an ultimate, like, right, birthright to rule, which is fucking bullshit. And, yeah, so one of the spheres of influence on the whole Western world that at least the city of London has... Well, basically, like, okay, so in the West, um, there's, like, three main cities, if you want to call them, that pretty much run shit. So, it's London in England, the Vatican, okay, in Italy, and then, or Rome, or whatever, and then um, Washington, D.C. in the U.S. Okay, so London runs the finance shit like bankers you know how they say bankers rule the shit rule the world run the world run society the economy and all that is based out of london apparently vatican runs the catholic church they have all the land they have all you know historically they were running shit right at least in the western world and then the u.s has or Washington D.C. has the military-industrial complex, which is basically the uh, you know the the force, the enforcer of the of the triad there. So the, I've heard that those cities have a lot in common, have things that are in common too. Like I think they're both all three of those things are like not part of their countries that they're in. Like London is not a part of England. The Vatican is not ruled by any kind of it's its own it's its own country basically and same thing with the Washington DC it's not part of the US it's, it's its own territory right so that's weird and i i've heard that they all have egyptian obelisks in them london has a big one obviously washington dc and then um and then fucking the vatican has one too from egypt the vatican one and i think london too i don't know maybe even i think ours i don't even know um but yeah i just thought that was weird so it's not and like i don't know every time you see a war all these bullshit wars and stuff like the war in iraq london like not london england was like right there with us doing the same shit we were um even though it was bullshit war and now with the ukraine oh my god this ukraine shit is getting fucking out of control now that it's like oh like okay the next thing i wanted to talk about was how tucker carlson got fired from fox news and it, I guess I, I don't even know if they've put out like officially why, but I think this fool was just getting too real. <clears throat> I think he was just too hard, too, too fucking real for them. And so they had to fire him because I think he initially was started out like as part of like a talking piece for or whatever. I think he was going along, towing the line and shit. And then eventually, I don't know. I think he, he had a moment or whatever. It, he, he was on a, the Full Sam podcast talking about... I just heard clips, but he was talking about how, you know, he regrets a lot of shit, and, like, he's his eyes have been opened. Anyways, so, towards the late these la- later broadcasts of his, he was talking about some crazy shit. I got a clip right here, and... Talking about, like... Okay, first is... <clears throat> first is Mitch McConnell, who's, like, I think he's, like, the Speaker of the House or whatever. I don't even, He's in the fucking um some fucking senator or whatever i don't know mitch mcconnell let's look this fool up he seriously he looks like he looks like and sounds like a character out of a fucking movie he's like a like a bad like a villain character um it's insane like i i don't i don't know how we get stuck with these representatives because it's like even, like, I, he would, like, scare a small child. You know what I mean? It's fucking insane. Okay. um, Mitch McConnell. Jesus Christ. Minority leader of the United States Senate. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like, this fool is talking about... Here, I'll just play this clip really quick.
1: On Mitch McConnell. Politicians in Washington remain mired in their weird boomer World War II fantasies where they're all Winston Churchill and Zelensky is the head of the French Resistance. We can give a million examples, but we can't resist. Once again, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, last month. I'm going to try to help explain to the American people that defeating the Russians in Ukraine is the single most important event going on in the world right now. Wow. Defeating the Russians in Ukraine is not the single most important event in the world from the perspective of the United States. It's not even number 15 on the list. It's way below ending the importation of fentanyl into this country. And it's way, way below preserving the strength of the U.S. dollar. But if Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden and the rest of these reckless leaders have their way, an increasing number of countries will do what so many have already done, which is begin to reject the U.S. dollar. And what will happen then? Well, all those dollars will come home. And the value of our currency will plummet even further. And that will lead to poverty across the United States. And that will lead to the typical political and cultural volatility that inevitably follows economic collapse. Disaster. And we've seen it before. Of course, you know the famous pictures from Germany in the early 20s. banknotes and wheelbarrows. When I buy a cup of coffee, that'll be 30 pounds of currency. Kids playing with worthless stacks of Deutschmarks. That was called Weimar, the Weimar Republic. And that government collapsed because of hyperinflation. And then economic collapse led to communist revolutions across Germany and ultimately to, fill in the blank, the Nazi regime. Wow. And uh, wow, no, one, no one is saying anything like that.
0: Yeah, it's like... Yeah, well, anyways, I'm sorry to see Tucker go, but hopefully, honestly, you probably... I, the word is, I think he's under some contract still, so he can't really work. I don't know. If, they're probably paying him just to stay quiet. That's what they do, man. It's, they can't, if they don't, they don't want to kill you. Maybe nowadays, they'll, they'll fucking, like, just pay you. Or just legally keep you quiet, keep you under contract. I don't even know. I don't know what they're going to do. You know, this fucking information wars these days. You don't know what's real. It's like, why can't we just have the truth? What's up? what the truth is just ending up being like the most powerful fucking thing in the world. Honestly, I've been so naive even up until now. Like, well, I've, I was pretty, I guess you, 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 you kind of start understand everything's a lie at some point, but like, man, everything is a fucking lie. Everything is, is like gaslighting and shit. Like, I, yeah, it's insane. It's so funny. Like how much manipulation and propaganda there is the fact that, the fact that i'm not even just a fucking robot and maybe i might be like i don't even know what's real and it's kind of fucking disturbing it kind of fucks with your brain a little bit after a while like you know what i mean like and then to be proven right about shit like like things that were like thought of as conspiracies or whatever and then like it ends up being right and nobody even cares about that shit they just move on to the next bullshit thing and then you and then you know i don't know but basically uh, let's see, what did I want to talk about next, okay, so, okay, this is a fucking wild story, (laughs) okay, I've been following this one for a little bit, but I didn't really read this article yet, so I'm just going to read it right now, Praz from the Fugees is suing 50 Cent and Kyrie Irving over FBI informant allegations. That is a hell of a title. So this is by Joe Walker on Hip Hop. What is it? Hip Hop Rx? What the fuck website? Hip Hop DX. Oh shit, we got some coyotes out here. Hear that? I'm going to turn up the mic a little bit. I can't turn up the mic. Oh, man. Coyotes in the complex. Oh, fucking coyotes, man. I don't know if that if the mic picked it up. I'm going to close the garage here. Fucking, I, last thing I want is a fucking coyote. Coming in and trying to snoop in my garage when I'm trying to podcast over here. Um, anyways, okay. Fuji's... Fuji's Praz is suing 50 cent in Kyrie Irving over FBI informant allegations. Fuji's rapper Praz is suing 50 cent and... okay. I just... According to the Los Angeles Times, Praz attorney sent notification letters to representatives for 50 and NBA star Irving along with Rolling Stone magazine on Wednesday, May 10th. Praz was convicted of charges tied to an illegal foreign influence scheme last month, with the information allegations stemming from testimony he gave during his criminal trial. The defamation lawsuit is based on a Rolling Stone article that referred to Praz as an FBI informant and subsequent social media posts from 50 Cent and Kyrie Irving echoing that allegation. In the Sense-deleted Instagram post on April 24th, 50 shared a screenshot of the headline naming Praz as an FBI informant. With 50 captioning the photo. I knew this fool was a rat. I'm glad I never fuck with this guy. A day later, Irving referred to Praz in a tweet that read, A whole FBI informant was in the Fugees for that long. As the Rolling Stone. As for the Rolling Stone, the publication allegedly referred to Praz as an informal FBI informant in the original version of an article posted on April 18th. The article was later changed to say the volu- that he voluntarily met with FBI agents. In the letters, Proz Proz's representatives Proz Okay. In the letter, Proz's representative Jonathan Noah Schwartz <laughs> claimed each of their statements led to the rapper losing business deals and hurting his music revenue. Yeah. I, I, when the story broke, everybody was like, holy shit, Praz was an FBI. They didn't even say informant. The news that I was hearing was like he was a fucking FBI agent. And like, it is and was absolutely and demonstrably demonstrably false for you to publish that michael was govern govern that michael was a government informant schwartz wrote to rolling stone labeling a hip hop artist such as michael the reputation of whom is dependent upon street credibility is not being a snitch a government informant most certainly tends to subject tends to subject said hip hop artist to hatred distrust ridicule contempt and or disgrace along with injury Hmm. <laughs> it's funny. There's like a little side side article here that says Praz denies being FBI informant doesn't want 6-9 comparisons. <laughs> um, David Kenner, the high-powered attorney who defended Praz in the trial and previously represented Snoop Dogg and Suge Knight is also planning to sue. The Rolling Stone article resulted in the false and to fam- okay whatever so i guess he wasn't the thing i'm more curious about is what the fuck would they say he was doing in the first place he was convicted of charges tied to an illegal foreign influence scheme the fuck is that he f- okay so this was published on april 26th rapper pros has officially been found guilty on all counts in his federal trial for criminal conspiracy charges. The verdict was handed down federal court on Wednesday, April 26th. The former Fuji's artist was found guilty on 10 counts, including conspiracy to defraud the U.S., witness tampering, and acting as an unregistered agent of a foreign government. He faces 20 years in prison. We are extremely disappointed. What the fuck? Why are they talking about that? Um. Praz was accused of a failed conspiracy to help Malaysian businessman john Je- Jeho Lo <laughs> and the Chinese government gain access to u s. officials, including Barack Obama and Donald Trump. In a rare and bold move, he opted to take the stand in his trial last week and testified that he served as an un, testified that he served as an unofficial FBI informant regarding China's efforts to extradite Chinese billionaire Guo Wang Guai. Though he denied he worked with China on the Wang Guai matter, Praz said he voluntarily met with FBI agents on multiple occasions to discuss him and three Americans being held hostage in China. I took it upon myself to report because I thought the FBI should know. That was his own statement. So, okay, I think 50 Cent and Kyrie Irving and Rolling Stone don't have much to worry about. He literally said he talked to the FBI and told them he wasn't an FBI agent himself, but he definitely informed the FBI. And I don't know if he knows what that means, but elsewhere in his testimony, Prost told jurors he served as a celebrity surrogate for Lowe, a celebrity surrogate. I need to get me one. And that Lowe paid him $20, $20, $20 million to help him get a photo with Obama in 2012 jesus christ how close is pros with obama they didn't want the optics that the, they didn't want the optics at the time pros said at, the, at that point j ho low was a party guy vegas champagne parties with paris hilton the campaign just didn't want that pros insisted he never made any political donations on lowe's behalf however saying uh, blah, blah, blah prosecutors allege pros was paid hundreds of millions of embezzled Malaysian dollars in exchange for running a foreign influence campaign against the U S government. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck pros. Jesus. I don't know, but when I was looking up, when I was first initially looking this shit up, I was thinking like, okay, well what's up with that shit with Lauren Hill? Like that, the Lauren Hill thing where she apparently, I have a memory of her stating that she would rather have her kids starve than make money from an album that white people were buying or some shit along those lines, right? That's pretty famously like everybody remembers her saying that. Apparently that shit never happened. Apparently she never said that, which I'm kind of a little bit upset about because This whole time, since I've heard that, which was a long time ago, I've like not even wanted to listen to her shit because I thought she was like crazy racist, which in hindsight now I'm thinking that would be an insane thing to say. Even if you were racist, why the fuck would you even say that? Because you got an album and shit that you're trying to sell. Like, yeah, apparently she never said that. Apparently somebody on Howard Stern show like called in and said that and it just wasn't true and never was rebuttaled or whatever. And then, like, Eminem rapped about it and on a MTV interview was talking about it. I remember watching that fucking MTV shit where he was, like, smashing a Lauren Hill record because he said he bought it just to see if she would starve her kid or some shit. I don't I don't ever know. The, wild, wild allegations. I don't know how that kind of shit gets picked up. I don't know how it keeps going or if it's some kind of Mandela effect or something, but I, I don't know. That shit was wild to me, too, that she never said that. She never said that. She's like, yeah, no, I don't fucking think that at all. Like, I don't know. Like, she said that. So weird. So weird. Anyways. Okay, so that's basically it for today. And maybe I'll do one early in the week. Um, like I said, I'm going to the cabin this weekend. And then maybe I'll do one early in the week. Hopefully, see what's up. Next episode, maybe we'll have some more pomp some more circumstance, maybe a guest. Anyways, have a good week, everybody. Have a good weekend. It's Friday. Fuck it. Just like party and try to get laid or whatever the fuck you want to do and keep it good. Keep it tight. <laughs> but always remember, we're a condom. And unless you're married. All right. Anyways, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. Peace out.